0: You love the word convictions, and what jumped out at me was the word courage, because courage to me is notwithstanding fear, acting and working through it.
1: Authentic, true investor relations, and the word is relations, and it means building relationships. And it's a lost art.
0: Money is not neutral. It comes with expectations and intentions, and it's someone else's expectations. And so when you take money as a founder, you need to make sure that that intention is aligned with your
2: own coming to you today from alamoana oahu april 11th i was told it's the luckiest day in the year that's what ashley sent me this morning it brings me a lot of joy and happiness i have two visitors with me today jason hobson 20 aloha, aloha 20 years strong i've known this guy we we've been through a lot together, and we have a new member of DoHan, a couple months old. Uh, it was uh, I would say love at first call.
1: Yes, absolutely. Aloha,
2: Alyssa, the founder of IR Labs.
1: Thank you. Thank Welcome, you so guys.
2: Much. Um, why don't we start with Alyssa? Tell us tell us a little bit about IR Labs.
1: Well, first of all, I'm so thrilled to be here in the most beautiful place in the world, and I feel at home here so much. And we talked about that uh, ahead of me getting over here. So thank you both so much. Awesome. So good to spend time with you. <laughs> um, okay, IR Labs. It's quite a story, and as you'll hear me over the next little bit, I love telling stories. So hopefully, uh, hopefully, this will this will well, be a, well. The fun podcast one.
2: today is called Talk Story.
1: Perfect. That's
2: what we do in Hawaii. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Good. <laughs> So I, I actually wanted to be a writer before I got into the capital market. so You're a great writer. I, uh, I applied for journalism schools and I knew that like with a lot of passion I needed to be, uh, I need to be writing. But I've had a really great mentor in my life early on and he uh, advised me that I need to be the one making the news, not writing about it. And this was at the beginning of the demise of mainstream media, which was a really good move because uh, I don't think I'd make any money as a journalist now. But uh, I I ended up taking uh, that experience, and I'm still a hobby writer, and decided to channel it into, God forbid, the capital markets. And uh, for the last 20-plus years, I've been in, in investor relations and started my own thing about two years ago with my business partner, Caroline, called IR Labs.
2: I love it. And how do we work together? How do you work with our companies?
1: Well, uh, we have—I'd call a very special uh, engagement—one um, that feels more like a partnership than. Uh, we, we
2: like special.
1: Yeah, <laughs> good. Uh, I, I don't consider you guys clients. I consider you friends and, and partners. And I—I I think the role that we play, or I feel that we play, is just whatever we need to do to make your lives easier and ensure that there's success. Um, and so really wearing a lot of hats just to make sure we're execution. I use that word all the time. We are execution. We just get shit done.
2: Well, I mean, you know, when we had our first call, I, I, I hate the word IR. Everything I, I ever... You
1: made that very clear. Yeah, yeah, I mean, IR just
2: had a bad taste in my mouth. But what do you guys do outside of IR? I mean, what is, what is, why, why do we entrust you with everything we do?
1: Well, I think uh, I, I remember that first conversation. and i whenever I end up on a on a call or in a discussion with someone over investor relations, I always and and they start saying they hate i r or they've had a bad experience at. Um, I actually love hearing that up front, but unfortunately in our business, there's just so many bad actors and stock promoters. Um, I feel that we're actually doing authentic, true investor relations, and the word is relations, and it means building relationships, and it's a lost art. Uh, that I believe uh, that we've been able to nail the way that we do. And uh, for us, we, we get the good fortune of working with your team and helping to support your portfolio companies and really whatever needs to be done. I know we've got a few exciting... Go GoPublic's uh, coming Ooh. our way. So exciting. yeah, we're thrilled. <laughs> and
2: some some good, some exciting news to announce in the future too. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, wow. I'm not
0: surprised because orthogonal thinker has always been a frequency of energy, right? And so your energy actually matches and supports. It actually makes perfect sense that you're a part of the Ohana. Thank you. And what you do, I mean, you do a lot of different things, but what stuck out in me and what you just said was being authentic and kind of sharing that and what you do. And for us, it's always been important to be authentic to ourselves and also share our story. And as a storyteller, this is where your magic is, right? You're being authentic, we're being authentic, and you're, you're able to, I think, really understand our story and share it with others.
1: And that, I actually believe that like the one thing, and even as a child, I could always, when I was meeting someone who's telling a story, I feel like I could put myself in their shoes. So when you sent me for the first time all of the information on orthogonal thinker and how it came to be, I just, like, I immediately envisioned all of this and I just felt it. So, and, and I think that's the... Um, I don't want to call myself, you know, I feel like I'm a good writer. I, I could be a great writer and I practice every single day. And I think anyone who is a writer or whatever you do in general, you just keep at it. Um, but I, I think we're really, really, really good at IR Labs of channeling what the, you know, the principals, the CEOs, the founders, you know, whoever's at the helm of uh, their voice and being able to help them articulate that properly.
2: Mm. lot to talk about today. There's Actually, so my... My mind is moving in a lot of different uh, thought patterns. I'll, I'll read you something today I, I read in Twitter. Um, we're going to change up the podcast a little bit. You know, I've started invoking a lot of stuff that I, you know, started really getting into 20 years ago with spirituality and really taking care of myself. Um, you know, in the last couple of years, I let my health go. You know, when you're working on a startup, you got to go all in and, Sometimes it was 100-hour weeks, and sometimes we forget to, you know, take time for ourselves and work on ourselves, and uh, we are going to incorporate a lot of good habits and things that we do every day to have that perfect blend of what we do. You know, it's obviously about doing big things and making money along the way, but, uh, you know, health and wealth go together. 100%. Mm-hmm. What was I going to read here? Hold on one second. So, this was on Twitter this morning. It said, Want to get ahead in life. Start genuinely rooting for others to succeed. Adopt a po- positive sum mentality. When one of us wins, we all win. You'll become a magnet for the highest quality people. And I would have to say, you know, when you go down the road of anything from crypto to crowdfunding to psychedelics and cannabis, I could say, you know, very clearly that, you know, Jason and I have been very, very early in all of these spaces. I, you know, we got into crowdfunding in 2012. We got into crypto in 2012, got into cannabis and psychedelics super early. I think somewhere around 2010 to 2012, we kind of, Really were touching all of these businesses, and you know a lot of a lot of things I hear all the time is you know there are you know bad actors and there's you know this and that and i and I think at the end of the day, for me, especially in the last you know two weeks, really getting back into my my old habits and routines with meditation and Exercising every morning and making sure I get out into the surf, I find like when you take care of yourself and you really practice self love, those those negative thought patterns and the, and you, you those reactions that you have like they sort of fall off. Like this morning, mm-hmm. I saw this email. Uh, you know, I was doing my leg compressions and I saw this email and I was I was barking at Jason about it and. <laughs> usually I'd send back some nasty email back, but I was like, you know, it's all good. I'm going to be in the surf. I don't even want to really worry about this. You know, I'm going to, I know you guys have your own routines and stuff. I mean, how do you, Jason, number one, like you're very health conscious. You've been a vegan for a long time. I know you eat fish as well, but what are your habits? How do you, how do you do the hundred hour week and also take care of yourself.
0: Well, I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, you need self-care routine. I always have to say, listen, I need to be highly resourced. Like, and that means eating well, making sure I'm working out, taking care of my body. Like, right now, we surf for two and a half hours. I sat in the cold plunge, and my body is still, I feel I'm vibrating still. I'm, I feel amazing, right? And so that, when you're resourced like that, and when I was in the water, I was experiencing joy, elation. My adrenaline was up. I was being physical and then to do cold plunge. And so I'm just using today as an example, how I feel amazing. And I feel like I can work, you know, six to eight hours.
2: We, we've known each other for quite a long time, over two yep. decades, almost 25 years. How do you, is there any one desire or thing that you do to keep consistent i mean you 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 are one of the most consistent people i know i meditate so
0: my you know i i love biohacking i do a lot of different things and i love to experiment but my consistent through line for the last two to three decades has been meditation yeah right and it's taken different forms i used to do a lot of breath work and for me just sitting and really understanding my truth and understanding what's going on with me is really my north star for each day. I start out with meditation, and from there, I have clarity.
2: I love it. And, and for you, Alyssa?
1: Yeah, I it's a great question, and I think very similar to yourself. The last couple of years as I was building a business, I felt, or I, I have been feeling, I put myself on the back burner. But the one thing... That I consistently do is I seek adventure. So uh, I'm uh, I'm divorced. So one of the uh, I guess terrible perks about being divorced is I don't We're have all my divorced. kids. Yeah, enjoyed right? the club. Yes, <laughs> you're in
0: fine company.
1: Yes, I don't I don't have my kids all the time, and so when I have these little pockets of time, all I need is literally a day, and it could be a Saturday or Sunday or whatever, is just to recharge, and I need to get out in nature. I need to shut off for that day, and I just need to—I uh, just need to have fun. Yeah. And then that is enough to propel me. Now I'd love nothing more than to have daily consistency of um, of other things, which you know I'm starting to reintroduce back into my life. And we've talked a little bit about some of the biohacking that I do as well. Um, but yeah, for me, it's just I need a little mm-hmm. bit of an adventure to look forward to, and then I sort of live off of a high of that for you know that week or whenever I get that next opportunity
2: probably turn to you and Alyssa and because you are the one really taking Jason and I's desires and Brian who's not here with us today poor Brian is at Benzinga <laughs> to the, to dealing with all the promoters but uh, where are we going I mean if, if you, you got all of our investors sitting here like what's what's without giving everybody what what are what our kind of thing we're working on in the backside where are we going what are we doing what is orthogonal what is web3 ventures what is yeah, like where are we going?
1: We're we're going towards monetization. Everyone has entrusted you, Brian, all of us, with their with their capital. You've made really uh, diligent decisions, and you know some really exciting bets. And now it's about making people money and yeah. showing them, taking them on the journey of how that is going to happen. Ultimately,
2: can you, can you take us down your experience and from your point your point of view of the public markets and going public and why we've made certain decisions and the lawyers we have involved i mean you're you're working with 30 companies that are going down this path what do you see as an
1: outside spectator Yeah, it's it's been really interesting, the private market space the last couple of years. And I actually believe we're going to see this massive resurgence of go public. So two years ago, tons of micro-cap, nano-cap, small caps in Canada in particular, where I'm from, um, went public uh, some way too early. And uh, they've struggled to raise capital over the last couple of years. And we've been in very challenging markets, but the private markets have been on this rip. You guys got in way before this was even a thing. And uh, investors are expecting to get their money back in some way. And Mm -hmm. not just their money back, but, you know, attractive returns. And uh, the public markets are a really good opportunity for investors to get that exposure. It's challenging. We're in really unique markets, but I... Believe with really great conviction that good companies, great portfolios like what we've got, are gonna win.
2: Hmm. Like, I like that. I believe it. Jason, your thought? I mean, you're nobody ever gets to get into your internal. Uh, no, sometimes people, I'm all I'm doing all the talking.
1: Well, no,
0: it's interesting because ah. it we did pivot, for example, with EI to Canada. Yeah. F- from the Nasdaq to the CSE. And what's one of the reasons why we brought in this expertise and this guidance, because you deal with with um, companies, you know, more mature companies, younger companies, very similar situated companies. I don't think a unique portfolio like ours in our story, but, um, you know, for us, we've always wanted liquidity for our Investors. And so, in the whole decision making process, was looking at certainty. And I do think, from our experience to date, working with those lawyers and with IR labs, there's a lot more certainty in this process. You, one can never control any timing, but for me, when I look at the path in Canada and on the CSE, I, I do see a lot more certainty, and that is important for our investors and for our community.
2: Right? You know, we've had a lot of questions and about from our investors about Web3 Ventures, and yeah. you know, very candidly, uh, all of our companies have exposure to Web3 Ventures. Do you want to get into that a little bit?
0: Sure, I'd love yeah. to.
2: You know, so Web3, if you think about
0: you know, we're all going to be experiencing Web3 in everything we do, and so across all of the industries. FinTech, space, health, wellness, longevity is we, we've we all moved from you know Web 1.0 AOL to Google Facebook, which is Web 2.0. Web 3.0 is going to be a lot more about something that's a little bit more experiential. Users are going to own their own data and be able to, I think, with a lot of these tools, have a lot more transparency in all their interactions on the web. And so that's how I briefly describe Web Point three is everything that we're doing now. It's going to evolve tremendously over the next couple of years, using all these new technologies: blockchain, AI, various technologies in the way we interact. We interact. I mean, we're, we're a capitalistic society. <laughs> we interact in business. I mean, all of us. We've you know we've been friends for a a several long decades. Time. We are now friends because we interact in business. This is how <laughs> we. This is how we connect to people in this world now. And so it's going to be even more experiential. And I'm excited. So Web3 is an opportunity. We have Web3 Ventures, which is really looking at the best-in-class, world-class projects in Web3. And being able to, and all these projects are going to be able to translate into the various industries and verticals that we've been operating in.
2: I love it. You know, somebody uh, put a, a Twitter post out this morning, a number of people out of the YC camp, they said, keep your head count low, work with only the best. What's your take on that, Alyssa?
1: Oh, I love that. And it resonates with me in so many ways, because I know for myself, as a founder of a business, I've put together what I believe is the best team. Um, but I also work with the best companies. Like I, I'm in a very fortunate position to be able to be selective about the work that I take on being in Vancouver you'd expect a lot of resource in mining companies uh, I have a few but that's not my entire portfolio um, and I get I've I, I seen what you guys have and what I love about what you've put together is I I don't get first access to what you see from a deal flow perspective. Um, And if I did, you know, do I have the experience to diligence everything that comes my way? You guys have put together an amazing portfolio. And for an investor to have access to essentially your your minds, your knowledge, your experience, I think it's going to be really, really successful.
2: Well, I think sometimes, you know... I think there's a lot of hype out there. You know, I'm I'm very engaged. I've, I've, first of all, I've deleted all my social media. I'm only on Twitter these Congratulations. days. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you. A lot of people are like, what, I, "What happened?" <laughs> I deleted my LinkedIn page today. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, I've always said it's about stewarding capital. You know, we've raised thirty million plus dollars. We've put that to work. We have done everything we can to bring the best people into the company. I think right now, when I look at our executive team and everybody operating, uh, you know, everybody here and Brian, we are executing at a very high level with a very small team. I, I think sometimes people don't realize that. It's really important to have a gut check when you're dealing with people. And if, if you feel like something is off, you need to move away from it as soon as possible. I think what we're seeing today, and, you know I, I, you know, I thought about mentioning this and maybe not, but, you know, I'll just leave it as, you know, something happened with Justin Sun today that was all over the internet in Hong Kong. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to remember the shit always comes out. And I think people need to realize, and Naval Ravikant said this one time, is, like, when you lie or you do things, like, you try to cut corners, like, you're creating this, like, habit loop that's going to escalate and spiral. And I would say, you know, having this podcast today with you guys, it's, it's been such a crazy journey over the last couple years. I mean, I think we raised a lot of money really quickly and then it was like kind of deciphering how, what, what roads we would go down and what would happen. Obviously we've seen in the psychedelic space, it's, it's out there. Field trip is in a, you know, in a bankruptcy. You have a number of crypto companies that have gone into bankruptcy. Um, Yeah, how do you, I mean, Alyssa, do you have check boxes you work within? Like, how do you determine who you work with or who you invest in? I mean, sometimes I want to get into that (laughs) brain of yours.
1: Yeah, well, I'm learning a lot from the both of you as well. I diligence my clients as much as they diligence me, and my reputation's on the line. So if I'm out there creating visibility for you and many others, and I'm taking your story to the investment community, I take one bad story. That's that's on me. Yep. So, um, I think for me, I well, I'm in here. I'm here in Hawaii uh, and meeting you in person, which is not always an opportunity that I get with all my clients, but it is a priority for me. Um, and so that's really key. I think it just starts at the top. Uh, I was a shareholder activist for about six years, mm-hmm. which. There's so many stories to tell on there. Um, Proxy fights? Yeah, a few very colorful situations I got myself into. But what I learned from those situations, it's actually not difficult to create value, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, And it starts by you just need really good people. And if you believe in management, and management has surrounded themselves with the right people. We talked about this. I won't name the company, but there's boards that are supporting management teams that are not strong and Mm -hmm. that's a problem and I think just if you've got a really good business model great strategy and you're actually executing it's not complicated so yeah I go through I go through that that's sort of my checkbox you know are you what is your plan have you been executing on your plan and do you have the right people to guide the plan Mm.
2: so I like that yeah God, going going into a <laughs> lot of different uh, mindsets of kind of things that we're thinking about, um, crowdfunding. Um, something that I've sort of uh, become a little negative on. I, I love the JOBS Act. I, I love that we did a reggae. We were the first and only psychedelic reggae that the SEC approved um, We've been involved with WeFunder since 2012. We've pretty much invested in almost every crowdfunding company out there. Basically, there's a few that we haven't. Uh, where are you at of crowdfunding?
1: Yeah, well, I'm sitting here with the experts, so you know, interesting to ask me this question. But from what I've observed, um, some people I will tell feel... you they're the
2: gurus of crowdfunding, and <laughs> yeah. they just got into business a couple of years oh, ago. Gosh, oh gosh, no. I will never
1: call myself a guru of anything.
2: Um, I'm a perpetual beginner. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, like the, the crowdfunding space, it's it's really interesting, and and it what I've observed in you know, the last two years that I've really educated myself on the space. Um, I feel like the bubble has sort of popped there, and there's so many platforms. Um, a lot of people trying to do way too many things. Some may not be doing it all that well where I'm actually spending my time and educating myself in the crowdfunding space. And we've talked a little bit about this is sort of more the secondaries market and mm. finding ways for people to seek liquidity. Um, I, I think that I like the
2: team behind T zero. I,
1: yeah, we've, uh, we've spoken with them yeah. a few times. They're very impressive. I like what they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think investors are expecting and and especially in the retail space, perhaps may not even realize that they need to um, that they're investing something that is illiquid. So that's becoming a a bigger challenge. and we're starting to see that not just you know with our own group of uh, investors, but I'm seeing with other companies as well, where investors are saying, you know where' you know where's the liquidity opportunity? Should
2: people invest in crowdfunding companies? I mean, crowdfunded companies?
1: Oh, why do you put this pressure on me? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs>
2: we I mean, we obviously have done a lot of crowdfunding. I mean, at at one point uh, you know, back in 2015-2016, you know, we were referring 50 deals a week to a number of the companies we were involved with. Um, you know, primarily we funder at that time and then, you know, we went and did bus- you know, we're investors in Republic and other companies, but it's, it, I I always find with these industries, whether it's crowdfunding or crypto or psychedelics, it's it's almost like uh, the the business is on steroids, then it burns down, and then it comes back up, and mm-hmm. I I think that the one thing that, you know, I try to tell people is. We do a lot of dollar cost averaging when we invest or when we buy crypto and other things. It's like you got to realize, just like with like your flat screen TV, all these technologies and all these businesses, they're going to evolve over time. If you really look at crowdfunding or crypto or cannabis or psychedelics... All of these businesses are a decade plus old. Mm-hmm. And I think with like anything else, I think that you just have to do a lot of due diligence and really make sure that the companies that you're working with, you know, you, you have some type of connection with it. I have to be very clear with people because I see this a lot and people call me all the time. Nobody's going to like, nobody's going to pop a magic pill and you're going to raise a lot of money. You have to engage the community. You have to be authentic. You have to tell the story. I mean, am I some...
1: No, that's exactly right. And I, I have a lot of those mandates on my plate right now. And. If there isn't that opportunity for leveraging the community, and there's already some brand visibility and presence, it it'll otherwise be a colossal disaster. Yeah. It's not a good you know use of resources. And I'm very honest, and those are tough conversations to have. With, you have uh, a bunch
2: of crowdfunding thing, yeah, things, yeah. We've I got mean, we've
1: got quite a few things going, and I mean, you know I'm obviously very biased for the work that we do, but yeah. where I feel there's huge opportunity, and I'm getting flooded with that opportunity is the continued communication with investors. So now we've taken your money, um, it's a responsibility to onboard that investor, keep engaged with them, make them feel like they're part of something, reporting, transparency. You know. um, and then we're really good at supporting companies to that monetization or liquidity stage of the, the public markets. I think that is where a lot of founders, I we've talked about this too, and yep. I could go down a rabbit hole on this one, but tons of founders just have don't have the experience outside of build whatever they're building themselves in terms of trying to uh, raise money and then now that you know, they've they may feel so great they just did a 50 million dollar reggae you know I'm, I'm on a high you have responsibility to those investors moving forward and that's not something that should be taken lightly
2: So what's going to happen with the capital I mean you've been in this industry for quite a while. I mean, how is all this clean out going to happen? I mean, there are so many deals on the table. There were lots of failed IPOs. Um, a lot of, you know, general investors forget about retail investors have gotten burned. I mean, what's where? How do how does the world put faith back into this? How do we how do we keep this going? Because, I mean, a lot of people text me and email me all the time saying that you know, the market is fully manipulated.
1: I'll give you the truthful answer. Yeah, please. (laughs) I I think it's just going to happen all over again. We're going to get a bunch of uh, uh, guys who have shells and, you know, RTO transactions and trying to identify a company that probably isn't ready to go public, but someone who raised money, you know, $10 million reggae or crowdfunding or whatever it may be, is seeking that liquidity opportunity and uh, and just unfortunately uh, says yes, uh, perhaps, to a, a shell or a group of investors who are going to take them public in Canada that is not going to be the right decision for them in that moment. So there's some companies that are mature and ready to go through that process, and you've got founders who, who get it. Um, and unfortunately, there's going to be situations, I think, over the next couple of years where Bankers haven't made a lot of money. Uh, These investor groups, investment advisors, brokers, you've got these these shells that are trading, looking for qualified transactions. Um, And then, unfortunately, that founder is going to be left holding the bag.
2: You know, one of the reasons I deleted my LinkedIn and and a bunch of other platforms was so many people would reach out to me and say, I can raise you this kind of money or I can do this for you or I can do that. And, you know, and it's always like, this is my fee. And (laughs) I, you know, these are people obviously that don't are not broker dealers or don't have the right licensing. I mean, I, I kind of in a weird way have enjoyed the contagion um, because it, it gets, you know, it, you know, as we go surfing, like we were just in Waikiki and, you know, everybody's trying to ride the big waves. And unfortunately, when you don't understand how to ride the surfboard, you're going to hit somebody. And, and I think that that's what has happened is like some people have gotten on the wave, they've hit other people, and uh, it's not a good situation. So, I mean, for me, and people ask me this all the time, I'm not, I'm not upset about going into a recession. I mean, I've thought we were in a recession for the last year. Maybe not Miami, but I, I'm not sure if anybody pays real taxes there anyways. <laughs> but I mean, there's definitely a, a level of, yeah, we're in a recession. We get that. There have been some banking. There have been some big banking issues that have gone on. And I think that, again, it starts from having a great team. It starts from being authentic. It's self-love. I mean, I guess I'm going to turn this over to you know Jason as a lawyer. How do, you, how do you view things? What do, what do you look at when you look at, like, crowdfunding and crypto? So, I mean, let, let's just stick with crowdfunding. Like,
0: yeah. I still believe in the underlying ideal of crowdfunding. Let's access to capital. Let's democratize access so it's not the province of just private equity and venture capital I like firms. your shirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, and so I love that. Did we have we lost our way over the last ten years or ten or twelve years since the Jobs Act? I forget yeah. how many years. It's uh, about we, a decade. We have right, yeah. and I think there is like any system. We're a human system. It corrects itself, and I think we are going through a correction. I think the, the the impending recession or the recession that we're in that we've all been thinking about for the last six months that has had its effect. I think there are a number of Companies, um, you you see it. I think I think you talk about contingent. I think anyone that has a little bit of excess or extra cash to invest, which that's dwindling, is going to be a lot smarter. I think the retail yeah. investor is getting a lot smarter, and I do think you are seeing more best practices that you talked about. You know, we're trying to be better and do better as far as our the way we communicate with our investors. But I tend to agree. I think there's a lot of Really good companies and founders that actually mean well and want to do well. I just don't know if they have the skills, and kind of the infrastructure that's necessary for. I think the robust. Like I want, I want reggae to win. I want crowdfunding to win. I just do. I just think it's great. Um, but I think there's been some bad actors. I think there's been some people that have taken advantage of a lot of, of good companies. I think you know in is. I hope that as part of this maturation and this cleanup, some of that gets cleaned up. Yes. So the industry overall
2: is better how and do, it's how, stronger. How, I mean, Jay, you've been a lawyer for how long, 20 years? 20, years? 25 years. Okay. How, how do you, when you're sizing up a deal, how do you, how do, you do it?
0: The, I mean, we have our checkboxes. No, but how, about do, how do you so, do it on, but, a,
2: on a personal level?
0: Well, I've always said I make a decision with my head, my heart, and my gut. I love that. And so the head is just the check boxes, you know, legal structures, who's the founding team, what are the terms, and so that's the analytical side. And you can you can have an interview with someone that's also really analytical. But for me, I, I always need to connect with someone either on FaceTime or in person. Like this trip, we've talked on the phone many times, but this is the, really the first time we got to like sit together. Right. You really get a good sense of someone, and that feeds the heart and the gut. And to me, you need to have all three. It's either but, and, all three and, and or and nothing. And the gut
2: in the brain is, I mean, and we'll I mean, take one thing out of Gary yeah. Brecka. I mean, you got to have the serotonin here to have the a, serotonin here. here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to have a healthy gut. Yeah. I mean, we're, now we're getting into longevity, which yeah, is yeah, a different yeah, discussion, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. but I need to like, I need to all three. Hell yeah. Or it's a no. Right. And so it just, that's the way I think it's, it's analytical because that's the way that's been my training. I, I boom, boom, boom. And that's easy. It's really the heart and the gut that take a little bit more time. And then that's where meditation, like literally I talk about just being true and clear with what is going on with me and just having, just having that moment of quiet and and really understanding, is it a yes or is it a no? Because decisions come up in meditation all the time. It's not that I'm not thinking about nothing. It's what's going on in my life Sometimes answers just kind of reveal themselves in that quiet. Let me
2: read you two things, and you can you guys can give me your uh, your assessments of the cards today. I honor my commitments to myself, Alyssa.
1: Oh my goodness, that is so powerful. Um, I I'm and I I've shared this with you from the I think the day that I the day that I the day that I met you guys. Like I, I have my heart on my sleeve, and it's done me really. Um, really well in business, where I I follow very similar. Like I have to feel my gut and my heart that something makes sense. And uh, so you know, your your comments there, the the words about commitment, commitment to myself to do good work. I am so hard on myself. If you guys haven't already figured that out about me, you're <laughs> harder working
2: than we are. We don't meet many people like but that. But
1: I but I love that. Like I I think part of what I take away from from hearing that too is. I don't take on commitments that I can't deliver upon. And that's where I'm able to, uh, you know, take a little bit of pressure off myself, knowing that I can deliver and that makes me feel good.
2: Jason, I honor commitments to myself. Um,
1: and you
0: know what that commitment is? That's really that commitment to my health and the full spectrum of wellness. And that's not just the physical stuff, but it's also the mental, emotional. And so what I commit to myself is to be in my body, to be embodied, but that commitment also talks about how i talk to myself in tough moments
2: when shit
0: hits the fan can
2: can you get into can you get into a little bit about the process for us during the go public and like your commitment to it for the commitment for both of us to get back into to health
0: yeah so you know let's go back to it all starts at the top and orthogonal and EI is a frequency of energy, and we are you know one of our core industries or verticals is wellness, yeah. and that's physical wellness, nutritional supplements, you know, so, you know, emotional wellness, longevity, and you have to live it. You always said you know when you are it and you're living it, it spreads and it all that that f- vibration or that frequency all starts from within, and so we both have said, listen, this pandemic has been a bitch. It's been tough. We've been working hard. It's been stressful. You know, I gained 10 pounds. I wasn't going to the gym. I was getting all soft. And just, I'm like, listen, it's not, it's not, you know, it's I, not I, vanity. I, I, I gained 4X of that. Yeah, you know, it's not vanity. <laughs> it's more like, listen, am I, it, it, if I want to operate at a high level, then this body, which houses everything, needs to be at its best, 100%. and whatever that is. And as I've aged, and now in my, I'm now experiencing my fifties, and it's a whole that that like understanding how to age gracefully is something that I've been really thinking about, like how to be my best self, but also honor all of my experiences and my age, and that's we kind of leads me back to longevity a little bit, and really focusing on now. Really, creating the longest health span.
2: But, don't don't give everybody our secrets. Not but, just yet.
0: Yeah, but but I, I guess to, to go back to everybody. is um, is uh, really committing to ourselves so we can perform at our best for the company and shareholders.
2: If you're hearing that in the background, it's little Lucy. She has a little coffee. Or she always has a little coffee. She's so. Sweet. so I honor, I honor my commitments to myself. So my commitments to myself is knowing that the last two, two and a half years, which I have gained probably almost 50 pounds, was I was on the phone 80 to 100 hours a week. And I've made it a mandate, especially with my new watch, to... Give myself at least 25 hours a week of health, wellness, mind, body, whether that's Mm -hmm. yoga, meditation, journaling, being in the surf every day, which brings me so much joy. And I think this is a big one for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. The next car, you guys ready? Yep. I didn't know this was, I didn't know where the podcast was going to go today, but I was like, I love it. I face difficult situations with courage and convictions. I always find a way out of such situations. Let me repeat that. I face difficult situations with courage and conviction. I always find a way out of such situations. Alyssa?
1: Yeah, I... uh, Man, these are powerful cards. Um, I love that. I think... I'm faced with really interesting tough situations every day uh, uh, I won't get into the personal stuff but on the professional side and even for on behalf of my clients I am really good at thinking on my feet fast and uh, I'm a believer of if there are issues I like to nip them and uh, I I really um, I, I love the the comment about conviction I do Everything with conviction. Like, if there was a word on my wall at home that I look at all the time, there isn't, but it would, if, if there was, it'd be conviction. I need to, uh, I, I come at everything fully, like 100%, 150%.
2: I, I just want to be clear with everybody like, we have consolidated pretty much everything inside of our company to work with IR Labs. You guys really do everything with us, it's a collaboration. and really understanding that uh, starting to outsource too many pieces to too many people can almost get very jumbled because you have too many frequencies. So, you know, what what we were looking for was one company that we could collaborate with and frequency comes from the top down. Yeah. Jason, I face difficult situations with courage and conviction.
0: That's life, man. Like <laughs> ups, downs, and we have as a company and I have individually of course faced difficult situations and I love you love the word convictions and what jumped out at me was the word courage because courage to me is notwithstanding fear acting and working through it because you know Mm -hmm. we everyone has fear and I'm often fearful like hey you know I, 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 there's different types of fear in difficult situations there's there's sometimes there's actually real physical fear and sometimes it's just in your head so I always remind myself when I'm having fear use fear as a guide what am i really fearful of and move in that direction because that's the only way the only way is often through and so, how I face difficult situations is like you—you you nip it in the bud. I use fear as a compass to say I need to step into it, and um, and then the conviction part is really conviction to knowing my truth. Like as long as I'm clear and I'm truthful with myself, then I can act with courage. I love that.
2: You know, for me, a lot of what has come to me because I feel like and and. You know, Jason and I, we were married the same year. We were divorced the same year. We're we're always you know. There's often it's, these life parallels. There's a lot of life parallels, mm-hmm. and you know the the difficult situation for us. You know, we've you know, Jason and I've been investing for you know 25 years plus. Is is really navigating this next level of the business, and also like providing parity to having a home life, having the mental balance, having health and wellness. And I think this goes down to, you know, what emotional intelligence ventures is, what is orthogonal thinker, what is Web3 Ventures. And, you know, it's it's always, whenever people ask us to describe, like, what we do and what we're all about, you know, we're looking for this utopian society where... Th- people are given transparency and truth and you know what i love about the blockchain obviously i've been watching this show on apple tv called extrapolations it's obviously uh, fiction but it talks about climate change in the next 50 years or sooner but we try to do everything we can in terms of like truth honesty uh and for me you know For me right now, my courage and conviction is to make sure that, uh, you you know, I don't get into race, religion or anything like that, but life is really short. And one of the things that I heard somebody say the other day, John Shahidi from Happy Dad and the Nelk Boy said, don't burn bridges. And for me, it's making sure that, you know, whatever has happened with people and things in my life, is to let those go and send love and wish people the best. That was some of the stuff I was dealing with today. And I think you really need to make sure that you provide self-love to yourself and take care of yourself so you can broadcast great energy to other people.
1: I love that. And one of the things I've, like, through my whole life... um, Anytime, like friends or you know colleagues, have come with me, and you know my life is in shambles, or all these bad things keep happening to me, or it's always chaotic. Those people attract that. And um, there's something you said earlier that made me think about this over throughout this discussion. I am so lucky to be surrounded by amazing people, and it's not because I'm a special human being or anything, but I just I I seek. Kindness, I seek love, I seek good people. Um, and so I feel really lucky. Like it's been 20 person. years in capital markets um, as a woman. Um, like I I could have been ripped through <laughs> the ringer. And I've been in some interesting situations, but never like it, it's it's never been bad because I feel like I just haven't put myself in those terrible situations.
2: You know, I have a good friend of mine that we always talk about this and we've been chatting a lot about like, uh, you know, I took a little bit of a victim mentality when it came to my gaining of weight and not being able to kind of, you know, my body was hurting, my blood pressure was up. Um, I I said to him, I go, I feel jaded. And it was like, you know, I'm jaded because of the way the you know the market is and how the news and the government like how do you how do you navigate through that Alyssa
1: Yeah I I think it's I only control what I can control and I I think I need to be really informed and I I feel that sometimes, you know, there are moments where, you know, I feel like, you know, one more bad news headline and I'm like, oh God, what like, what is this going to do to my clients tomorrow who are, for the most part, all publicly traded companies? But you have to park that. And I go, what can I control? Well, I can help control supporting a company, you know, making sure their strategy and messaging is strong so they can combat that. I can control hiring really good people and making sure my people are executing like they the list can go on and on but just focusing on what uh i can control i i am a firm believer in that and try not to get caught up in the in the shit of the day-to-day headlines
2: jay are you
0: jaded my jaded you know i think i am an eternal optimist <laughs> i truly believe you know and that's you know, I've traveled the world, and what I what I what I love about travel, what feeds me, is I like to connect with people from all over. And at its core, and I even was talking on in my Uber ride on on my way over here, the other day about kind of the state of our country and how it's divided. And I said, you know what? There are a lot of talking heads, and there's a lot of loud discourse on both sides. And I said, last summer I spent a couple weeks in the Midwest. And I just really got to connect with people, just down home, grounded people. I'm a, you know, I live in LA. It's, you know, LA, it's a, its own bubble. But, you know, my takeaway was, at its core, I mean, I truly believe people are good. And a lot of this loudness on all sides doesn't represent, I think, truly most people in the United States. And you, It doesn't really capture kind of this quiet, good groundedness people just want to live their lives right and so we talk about kind of the polarity and i I see it in the media and i see it on social media and i see it in you know in various venues but i don't know if that truly represents this quiet grounded population in the united states that just doesn't speak up Mm because it doesn't matter to them they just want to live their lives they're working hard feeding their kids trying to have a good life right and so um
2: I don't remember what the question was but that's oh i just said are you jaded because it's something that... oh
0: yeah i don't know if i'm jaded i really believe i mean shit i mean you know reading the news you think you know like china's invading taiwan country's going to shit <laughs> banks are failing climate you know and fear porn and, and and i truly believe that too it's like listen i do like to be informed so i can have kind of i can f- have my finger on the pulse of what most people are thinking or feeling or reading but Ultimately, you create your own reality. I truly, this is the power of our mind. And so how I speak to myself, I don't want to put my head in the sand, but also not be so
1: caught up in that fear. Right. I like question that. for both of you guys yeah. so you you get so much deal flow i i've been around you the last few days your phones are pinging and ringing and you got a lot of people coming My watch to you is pinging. your watch is pinging. <laughs> not your social media <laughs> i know uh david's calling me from the waves yesterday i, I love it um how we, we've We're seeing desperation come through in a lot of different founders and companies right now. And I think just given the environment we're in, we're going to continue to see that. How do you weed through that desperation and how do you find opportunity in, in deal flow today?
2: I mean, I will... So we recently... I mean, today we made an investment in Consensus where a shareholder needed to get out of the deal. So we, you know, took shares, I think at an 80% discounted valuation. We also did that recently with liquid death. Um, for me, I have, I, I think it's like anything else. Um, I mean, it's, it's your Rolodex. It's, it's, you know, my dad always says you need wisdom over power. Um, and you're not going to gain that wisdom overnight. You can have all the money in the world, and you can have no wisdom, and it means nothing. I think you know. Whenever you know, you see somebody win the lottery, a lot of times they end up losing all the money. Um, I mean, I, I I I think that for us, and I I'm I'm gonna again, Jason probably has his own thing is my view of where I see our companies going is to have strategic affiliations with over a thousand companies that all, all have this frequency. I mean, I always go back to, you know, Einstein's critical mass theory. I think a lot of what I wanted to incorporate into this podcast today is, you know, what do we believe in? Like, what books are we reading? I think you have to take everything you believe and you really need to take a deep dive on the founders and the deal and the valuations. Listen, the whole market is rigged now with the secondaries and the SPACs and just everything, the crowdfunding and how valuations work and the cap tables and the options. I would tell you, because I I made my first investments into the electronic dance music scene when I was 18 I invested in my first movie in in LA when I was like 20 I, I, at the end of the day it's it's like even if I look back to that point it, it's kind of all the same thing and I look at the deals that went well and the deals that didn't go well I I, I think that you I mean why did I delete all my social media? I mean, I had you know millions of views a day, and you know sometimes I was getting five thousand messages a day because I, I wasn't able to filter what is necessary down to the best of. If, if I love this saying, if something is meant to be, it will come back, or it will. I always tell Jason awareness is going to show us everything today um awareness can show up as as a lesson like today I received something where I got upset and it was me practicing like at the end of the day it was bullshit like I didn't need to put my energy in it but coming back to like deal flow and what we see and you know you just gotta you gotta believe in it yourself and you gotta like like I love liquid death because my kids don't like to drink water. And for them, it's like, cool. I sometimes don't like to drink water. So it's, it gives me this like thing where I need to hydrate. It's, it's something like I appreciate all the IV therapy and think that's great. We do it also, but you got to drink water. So, for me, and, and I've heard the story behind the founder of Liquid Death, I was like, okay, I want to be involved with Liquid Death, but I also don't want to pay a premium evaluation. Everybody in our company uses a MetaMask wallet. Consensus is the creator of the MetaMask. I've been looking for MetaMask or consensus shares for probably five years. So, I, I think that. You know, I always use the saying, keep your powder dry and this whole dollar cost averaging. You you just have to, like, take your time. There is, you know, we have this other saying, Jason and I, make time your ally. A knight makes time his ally. And I think when you're looking at deal flow, you just have to do that. I would be very clear with everybody to say that putting wellness and health and exercise and going back to my meditation as well has really, really allowed me to also view things in a better lens as well. I hope I I, I, I think I that's went good. in multiple different circles, but hopefully that's that's okay. No, that's great. Jay? That's
0: great. Yeah, well I no, I agree. I think you've seen a lot of desperation. And I'll go back to the you know, life is a frequency and you can actually feel that desperation. Mm-hmm. And we have we viewed it as is an opportunity to say, hey, maybe we can buy an asset at a discount or a company at a discount. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't, meaning that desperation often leads to bad decisions. And I, mean, so I mean,
2: we, we went 10x deeper into mining and Bitcoin. We did. While, while people yeah. were telling us that Bitcoin was going to plummet.
0: Because we believed, and this is, it's a long-term game, right? So, but, you know, again, I think there's a lot of desperation out there. Um, and it's increasing, but good quality companies are always going to get funded, right? Mm-hmm. Good quality companies are going to add to the ecosystem, right. kind of this, this orthogonal EI ecosystem. Those are going to, those are going to get funded. All right. But I do think, um, I think desperation causes bad decisions. Absolutely. I, it can, just rolls. Can I further. turn
2: this around on you? You, you came to Hawaii, you had never met us. Uh, you've, you've obviously worked with a lot of people over your you know, journey in the capital markets. I mean, uh, how do you do it? How do you kind of...
1: Yeah, well, I, I mean, first what, what, of all, what's your view? Uh, again, you, you guys are such good people. I feel so at home and with family here, so thank you again. I just, we tend
2: to oh. piss people off sometimes. Yeah, you
1: haven't, you haven't pissed me off yet, but uh, I look forward to the day. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I mean, like you said, you can smell that desperation yeah. or you can feel it, but... Um, what's uh, what jumps into my mind is people have been really desperate to raise capital so going back to public markets the one reason why or one of the many reasons why someone looks to go public is they're seek they've been a founder in that constant hamster wheel of fundraising in the private markets you're always looking for that next you know couple million bucks or whatever's going to take you to the next level And then you go public and you go, okay, finally, I don't have to worry about raising money and there's liquidity. Every deal that I've seen raised over the last, call it year and a half, has been a private placement done by the founder, the CEO of that company. Um, There haven't been, like the bankers have not been there to support. Um, The investors haven't been there necessarily to support. So where I see desperation is companies are... Like, is some need to keep need to re- raise capital to keep the lights on? Yeah. Um, all of these go publics where you know they went public with uh, a ten million dollar market cap and blew it all so quickly and didn't have enough runway for for growth. I loved, uh, and I've actually been going out to some of my clients trying to reinforce this. That comment you made earlier about keep your overhead low. Mm. I've been saying that to a lot of my companies too, saying now is the time to keep it tight. And if you're out raising capital, just be very, very careful about where you're you're spending it.
2: I mean, we had uh, Brad Campbell on our last podcast. I mean, I the, them. I mean great. He, he's almost raised a hundred million dollars. Amazing. And he sometimes doesn't want to spend a hundred dollars on a hotel room. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was
1: such a great, uh, yeah, that was such a great comment and that really resonated. We love you, Brad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And do you ever advise your clients on, like, listen, who you take money from is also really important? Because money is not money's not neutral. Money is fiery in relationships, right? And that's even in business.
2: I mean, I, I would say, you know, just to touch on that, we've been very discerning about yeah. who we take money on, especially recently. Yeah. I mean, for us, our journey to having these public companies is to also raise money in a different capacity. If we... We want our shareholders to have liquidity. Um, I think one of the things that I've gotten a lot of messages on recently that I want to touch upon is we are completely invested in these companies. We have our own cash. We have our own deals that we've done with our own money from legacy stuff from even back to 2009. So... I think when people reach out to us and they wonder what our commitment levels are or where are we at, we're all in. So, you know, one of the reasons I I shut off all the noise is because I don't need to listen to stuff that isn't real. I'm available to my investors and the people that I have obligations to and, you know, the rest of the world is just noise to me. And I have to say laser-focused on making sure that these companies get to the next level. And, you know, one of the people I really am tracking and looking at pretty hard is Elon Musk. He does not take his eye off the prize. No matter what they say, they hate him and everything else, he he keeps going.
1: Would you consider yourself a... So you're you're giving uh, fa- these founders um, capital to hopefully they've been very clear about what they're going to do with mm-hmm. it and everything else, um, but it's it's more passive because you're not running the business. Um, but do you feel that you're playing more of an active role as a strategic investor?
2: I do I, I do think with at least 50% of our deals. That's great. I think that, you know, when you look at deals like Avocana or an Unstoppable Domains or, you know, areas where we're writing bigger checks, let's say, to the, you know, 250,000, to the couple million, even something like Odyssey Elixir. Again, what I felt that I needed to do for myself is get very laser focused on the deals that we are involved with. So I mean, a lot of people may want to hear this or not want to hear this. Uh, I mean, if you really look at our portfolio, we many people go with like a 1 out of 10. We're not those people. We're looking for like an eight out of 10. We're tracking every company. We're making sure that you know things are moving forward. We're just like we vigorously go through check boxes with ourselves, we do that with the founders that we invest in and it's 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 we don't want to be involved with anybody that is not accountable and if it hasn't worked out with us with let's say a portfolio company or somebody we've done business with we do everything in our power not to burn bridges uh, i think this is such a a small industry i mean At our levels, we're so hyper-connected with so many people, whether it's in the entertainment industry or deep tech. I mean, it's not that hard to make a phone call and find somebody. So, you know, for me recently, and I'll just, again, I want to vibrate aloha. Aloha has a vibration. I've now that I've gone back to my daily surfing schedule, I see the guy that I met 25 years ago in Oahu that's a homeless man that, you know, lives out of his truck. He's been homeless for 30 years. I swear to God, he looks healthy. He looks great. He's happy. I chat with him on a daily basis. And, and, I, and I remember he, he says to me, I always carry aloha. So whether you live in the big house or the small house or the truck or you live in a tent across the street, that's what Hawaii is all about. And I want to make sure when people talk about us and our company, that's who we are. Because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, you're going to be buried in a grave somewhere or cremated, and you want to make sure you left a good imprint on this world.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: Mm, that is good that is aloha and ohana that's the other word I think that we we use all the time because it's not just an investment it's you're bringing someone in into your ohana's extended family and it's not just blood family it's right you're ohana now um and when so you know you can talk about like an active investment and there's a legal definition of like controlling the board or being an right. officer and you know having a percentage ownership, and that is an active member. That's an active investment. We would have quote unquote legal passive investments that are very active in the relationship, like avocana for example. Right. Like we we talk with yeah, but, the, them all the time.
2: But I, mm. but I would say this, and I and I gotta point this out because a lot of people you know we've also beefed up our litigation team. Like, we have three massive law firms that act as our litigation team. You know, I would say former U.S. attorneys, former DOJ litigators, and we need to make sure if people cross us or do something wrong, we handle it because we have that obligation to ourselves and to our shareholders. So there is a, uh, you know, You can't let people take kindness for weakness. At all odds, we don't want to sue anybody. We don't want to hurt anybody, but we also have to protect our interests. We have trademarks like Silly and other things. We have a lot of intellectual property. We have data on 50,000-plus people in our email system. We take all that very, very seriously. I think one of the things that people are going to find out over the next year as we unleash what we have is there's a lot under our hood oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there is and you have to protect it because we have to and 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 sometimes you're going to come across people that take your kindness for weakness or you're going to have people that send you foolish letters and and the key is to handle things in the highest regard we don't want to hurt anybody but you also have to protect your business and you have to protect your ohana. And that's, for me, I am engulfing myself even more firmly into Hawaii. We have a project in Hawaii that we'll be announcing moving forward. But the idea of mental health and physical health and wellness and longevity and everything that is blockchain and climate change and ag tech and we're going to incorporate everything. And, you know, sometimes you have to leave this island and see other things like go to Miami and go to other places and, you know, remember why this is aloha. I mean, you're living aloha now. How is it?
1: I'm uh, a couple days in and I'm feeling good. Yeah. yeah, it took a little to a little bit to unwind, but uh, I feel at home here. Yeah.
2: I, I remember when we had... Uh, Sean from Revive Kombucha out to Maui and went many many years ago, and we had a board meeting on the boards. And I would just have to say, listen, I've I've done the meetings and the nightclubs in Miami and the high end restaurants. There's something about having a meeting on the surfboard and having a a barbecue, you know, with your pickup truck.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. No. This is. You guys have uh, spoiled me. And uh, look at this view. Like <laughs> you can't get any better.
2: Uh, where do we go from here? What are. What. Where. I mean, Alyssa, you had a bunch of things you wrote me this morning. What do you want to touch on?
1: Yeah, I think. One of the things I just want to, you know, mention, and I've had the chance to work with you and your team for, you know, a little while now, and the days. thing that, yeah, 90 days, if we passed probation? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, uh, we have
2: a long-term contract, don't yeah, we? Yeah, right? We do, we do. Uh,
1: the the thing I really respect about both of you and what you've built is you, and it comes up in our conversation quite regularly, is um, stewards of investors' capital, and that comes up all the time and all of the conversations and how you're vetting opportunities. And I really appreciate that and respect that about the both of you. And I think it's important to never forget where your, your, your investors who got you here. Right. And I feel like the both of you and, and Brian and the entire team really takes that and shoulders that.
2: I can tell you because I have this conversation with many of our portfolio companies, it's, it's really difficult peer pressure at this level when you have people flying around in private jets and you have bottle service and you have people doing deals at strip clubs and other things it it, you just got to you got to be authentic with yourself and you got to like you know my dad always says step by step he goes david there's a time you're going to sit in coach. There's a time you're going to sit in first class. There's, there's a time for everything. And I think that if I were to look at everything going on, whether it's political or it's so much shit has happened in the last couple years, let alone, you know, remembering the whole 2008 collapse, everything has its time. And, you know, one of the things I saw yesterday that just blew my mind is I was watching 60 Minutes, which is a, which is a show that I've been watching with my family ever since I was a little kid. And they were talking about the, the new telescope that went to space. It's called the Web. And it's this $10 billion telescope. And they, they you know, they, scientists and astronomers now have to say, they have to rewrite everything they've said about, you know, galaxies and the universe and planets having carbon dioxide. So I, I think one of the things to remember is, like, much of life is is make it up as you go and also, you know, trust and verify and just know that there there's, a, there's something a lot bigger than us out there. You know, I, I wanted to talk this week about some of the books that, you know, really... I identify with if you look at like something like miracles of water or an autobiography of a yogi by Yogananda you know there's so much there we're 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 little stardust I mean when I saw this show yesterday I was like holy shit and I I remember my first hike on Kayana Point and somebody said to me this island is five five million years old <laughs> and and you're part of that 5 million-year-old cycle. So I've been here for like 20 years and 20 years out of those 5 million years. So again, don't take it too seriously. It will all work out. Don't hurt other people. What do you think, Jay? That's a good answer.
0: Uh, what do I think? Well, I think the question was really about being or kind of this principle of being good stewards, right? And um, you know, candidly we're, we're well, one, we're borrowing this planet for the next generation and we have been, you know, truly we have been some investors that have been with us for a long time. And this is one of the reasons why we we're really, our goal this year was for a liquidity event, not for us really for the investors who have been with us for a very long time. And I do think it's important to act in a way that like that, that, that you can be proud of. I always talk about like in my inner dialogue, like I have to act in a way that I'm going to be proud of, that I can feel like I could sleep at night because to do otherwise it's, there's too much of a premium on that. Right. And I think a lot of um, people who don't believe that
2: kind of mess things up for, for the rest of us. I'll tell you some of the, so, you know, get on the book cycle. I'm going to take this from Mr. Anthony Pompliano. I am, uh, as usual, rereading Four Agreements. Mm. Uh, rereading Miracles of Water. I've just started again after a very long time. Autobiography of a Yogi. I actually recommended that to Josh, and uh, it had a, a big, profound effect on me when Arjuna recommended mm. it to me. Any great, great books?
1: podcast? Well, I would say the uh, the one book that I read recently was Miracles of Water yeah. on your recommendation. And that's probably the most recent thing that's been on my bedside table. But, and, uh,
2: and what did you get out of it?
1: Um, so going back to talk story and, and why we're here in the first place, when I was, um, I want to say about 10 years old, I was fortunate enough to come to Hawaii. My parents Put us, uh, my sister and I, in a kids' club. We were fortunate enough to run around that day. And we, as you probably can tell about me, I'm not the type to just sit and do arts and crafts. So my sister and I ended up being kind of taken in by the locals uh, that were working at the the hotel and the resort. And they taught us about the power of water. Yeah. And I, I re- it stuck with me from mm. 10 years old and, like, Every answer to life is in the water, and you know, everything from being respectful to the water, water fueling our bodies. Mm-hmm. Like it's, there's so much in there. And I, admittedly, needed to kind of go back and remember that. And so the book was a great recommendation. And and then I started my morning with my son, who's here with mm-hmm. me on this uh, this trip, putting our toes in the water right across you the street. He loves surfing. Here. Eddie loves surfing. JC took him out yesterday, and uh, JC's his new hero.
0: I love it. (laughs)
2: Jason, any books?
0: Well, I mean, The Miracles of Water, um, that is fantastic. And your book selections are all very spiritual, which is totally (laughs) reflective of kind of this coming back to your own true self. Um, I am reading, and I, you know, I've read a book called soul of money, which is very interesting interesting. for any founder. What is it called? It's called the soul of money Well, where money is not neutral. It comes with expectations and intentions and it's someone else's expectations. And so when you take money as a founder, you need to make sure that that intention is aligned with your own. Because otherwise there like all frequencies, there's disharmony. So that's one book I just wanted to mention. The other is I'm reading this great book called um, Outlive by Dr. Pita Tia. And it's fantastic. It's all about it's you know, it's it's in the longevity space, but it's not like how to add, it's not techno, it's not technical and all science-based, and how to expand your lifespan to 150 Mm -hmm. years. It's really, how do you really have a healthy or a long health span, how do you live in a healthy way, holding off disease, living kind of, you know, as I age, I'm confronting it. How do I be in my optimum health and how do I create a longer health span? And it's just been fascinating to me.
1: You look like you're 22. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank God,
0: you. Jay, you're <laughs> right uh, So it's um. been, at it, it, this stage of my life, it's been a really interesting read. It's Outlive by Dr. Pita, Peter Atita.
2: I am listening to that. It's really good. Yeah, it's excellent. You know, I'm going to sort of take us to the end. I mean, lots lots on my mind. I think Alyssa and I have another podcast tomorrow. I'm wondering what we're going to get into that. I mean, I'm just super grateful. I I have to say, like, to all of our investors, to all the people that are listening to this, like, I love what we do. I'm dedicated. I'm all in. All my own chips are on the table. Uh, this is a movement, as we've always said, you know, this critical mass of changing the world to a better place. And sometimes I have taken a very negative or harsh stance against people because I didn't believe that their intention and who they are was real. And, you know, I have to do a better job of sometimes controlling that, you know, anger or fierceness because at the end of the day, people are going to know how people operate and who they are as people. And again, we send everybody the best of intentions, but also putting up the boundaries and guardrails of, you know, what you expect for yourself. I can tell you that for our Ohana today, We are very, very protective of what we have. We are guarding it tight. We are making sure that we are stewarding this movement properly, whether it's psychedelics, crypto, Web3, health and wellness, longevity, everything that we're into, we are committed. And I think when you go through these recessionary markets, it's maybe triple-checking, quadruple-checking, Dot that I, cross that T. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I I think enjoy technology, enjoy all these new gadgets and things that are being built, but make sure you also take a, a look back and a step back at the simple things like grounding to earth, being grateful, journaling. And for me, my takeaway for 2023 is making sure that I have parity between my spiritual and health and wealth and fitness. It all goes together. I think it's super important. Any last words,
0: guys? I'm just grateful, man. Today was great. I love just talking story, talking story. And so, you know, again, this is
2: this I mean, we wish somebody would have caught us on the party waves today. This is business. <laughs>
0: it's business, but it, this is the definition of ohana and like, or like, ohana in reality of just really connecting and understanding one another and sharing story and talking story because that's, you know, we're humans. We're emotional beings, and this doing things like this feeds my soul. So this is I mean, Thank you. I think thank this you. is
2: Your second ever podcast. Uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, in all your life? Ever. Yeah, I mean, wow. I'm not one to
0: podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> Welcome to Talk Story. You know
0: me, I like to be under the radar. Oh, yeah, up. and
1: I, I feel incredibly grateful to you. This has been wonderful and so much to unpack in this conversation. And you ready for the barbecue? I'm ready for the barbecue. I'm ready <laughs> to put my feet in the water, get in. No, this is this is great. And I, Again, I just want to give credit to the both of you and what you've built and as an outsider, being able to kind of observe the infrastructure and the portfolio that you've assembled, it's, it's very impressive. So congratulations. Thank you. And I would,
2: I would have to say, um, you know, not soliciting there's no fundraising here or financial advice. If you are a company looking for IR plus, 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 IR labs is the place to go. I, I would say to you, in 25 years of doing this, I have not dealt with a better company. And people that know me know, you know, the black sheep always speaks the truth.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate that.
2: On that note, uh, you know, we called call this podcast boom time. <laughs> I would have to say, uh, we got some boom time going on. Yeah, but maybe. we do. <laughs> yeah, we do. But, but you know, it's, it's also talking story. And originally we were going to call the podcast talk story. And We might have to go there because talking story is something I learned almost, you know, 30 years ago coming to this island. And I'm going back to that. Sometimes it's just shooting the shit with your friends. Aloha.
1: Aloha. Aloha.